Hi, I'm Kim Wilson. And I'm Natasha Marchevka. And this is Speechless. Speechless. Welcome to our behind-the-scenes take on Real Life in VO, where we share our stories, our resources, and our unsolicited opinions. And today we have somebody, one of another one of my favorite people on the planet. Her name is Allie Dixon. And if you haven't heard of her, you will love her when you're done with this um, interview. <laughs> she is so fun. I just want to uh, share a little bit more and say that Allie has a recurring role on The Croods. And um, Kim shares a little clip of, of Allie on The Croods. And she is a phenomenal actor and full of life and charisma. And so enjoy the ride here. Be sure, however, to go to our website, speechlessvo.com, where you can see past episodes and uh, most recent and then the link to the podcasts. And you also, if you sign up, will get all the takeaways from the upcoming show four days before the show airs. So you don't have um, to take notes. Yeah. So we have a few words from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Voice talent, need quiet. For us, quiet comes in the form of a Studio Bricks booth. Now we've recorded in closets and nothing against closets, but with families and the need to raise our game, we both independently bought a Studio Bricks. I love my booth because when clients see it on Zoom, they know I'm the real deal. But also, I feel more professional in it. And I like Studio Bricks because it's whisper quiet in my noisy neighborhood and also is gorgeous. Right? <laughs> I have a Studio Bricks one. And I have the voiceover edition. I want that. <laughs> Head over to studiobricks.com. World-class sound isolation booths, high-quality materials, less environmental burden. Speechless is brought to you by Voice Overview, the business tracking and management platform created by voice actors for voice actors. Voice Overview has all the tracking metrics you need to help manage your voiceover business. Track earnings over time, invoice directly through top invoicing platforms, gain insight into your booking strengths, build and maintain relationships with top clients, and grow your business by managing prospects and leads, track expenses, tax prep, and more, all in a simple-to-use platform. Positron is the technology busy voice talent need. It literally cut our editing time in half. Positron overlays your script to your voiceover to ensure script accuracy. In moments, you'll discover pickups or a perfect read. Upload your script, upload your audio, and Positron does the rest. For audiobook proofing, this is a must. For e-learning and long-form narration, even one page of script. This process couldn't be easier. Positron ensures your narration is word perfect, so you can focus on your performance and delivery. Check out Positron.com or email hello at Positron.com for a free product demo. Well, first, let's cheers. Yes, that's what I was hoping for. Allie. Oh, Allie oh. brought water. She's My water, sorry. I have an audition later and I can't be drunk. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> you go, what are you having? Uh, Yeah. Me? Me? Natasha. <laughs> I'm just having a teeny tiny lemon drop. Yum. Fresh squeezed, uh, you know, because you got me onto lemon drop and it's just so tasty. And, yes. Yeah. And I'm having, a, Allie will know this, a Negroni. Why will Allie know it? <laughs> Prosecco in it. With Prosecco in it. A Negroni. I was going to say the same thing. Bagliato. Yeah. 
Mm. With Prosecco in it. Oh, stunning. One of my favorite ones I've seen so far is a is a girl stitches it. And so the beginning plays and then it cuts to her. And she goes, what is the most respectful way I can call that non-binary person daddy? <laughs> like that's <laughs> She's so, so hot in that. I know. But the drink, oh. don't do it. Oh, so I hate yeah. you, bro. I hate it's bitter. So things. gross. <laughs> okay, focus, 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 focus. Okay, Allie, we are would love for you to tell us a little bit about how you became a voice talent. Did you start off as a voice talent? Were you an actor? Were, tell us. Tell us your story, Allie. My story. Um, I have sounded like this since I was eleven. <laughs> People started to notice that I sounded strange for a child. Uh, and then that that was always like my thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was a singer first. So I sang a lot and then did like, when you're a singer, what do you do? Theater, you know? Mm -hmm. right. um, I ended up going to school for musical theater. Mm -hmm. I made oh, wow. my BFA musical theater at Missouri State, which wow. I love my alma mater. Um, and moved out here and hadn't really thought of voice specific work because in musical theater with a voice like mine, you either love it or you hate it. Like there's not really an in-between. Your voice or musical theater? That, my style of singing in musical theater. I'm a oh. candor girl. You're a what? Candor and Deb. So like all that jazz, Chicago, you know, like all these jazzy whatevers. Mm -hmm. um, so you either oh. love how low and rich I sing or you're like, that's not really in right now. Like, mm. college, like Legally Blonde was the most popular show and I'll never be in that show. I, I feel like people say that to me all the time. You're not really in right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and it's not true, Kim. It's not true. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I actually showcased out here with Missouri State for acting. I did a showcase in New York for musical theater and a showcase in LA for acting. And a lot of my professors were pushing me to move to LA. Uh, and I did a workshop with Bill Holmes. In and everyone knows how much I love Bill. Yes. Um, and someone who works with Bill, Tyler Rhodes, went to Missouri State. So that's how we all oh. got connected. And I, you know, got up and did a dumb script with Bill um, at this workshop. And then as I was leaving, one of my professors was like, you should email those people. They're talking about you because he was still in the room. So I sent a little, a little 22 year old email to Bill. I still have it. I saved it. It's like, oh. I'm interested in voiceover. I'd love to buy you lunch. If you uh, have in well, LA. Well, Bill will definitely go if you're going to buy him lunch. <laughs> he responded to my email and said, what are you doing today? I have two auditions for you. Oh, of course. And wow. uh, I ended up, I drove to our favorite little studio for the first time. I abandoned, a I dumped a bunch of people at the beach in uh -huh. Santa Monica because we were sharing a rental car and drove back to the valley um, and did a couple auditions with him. And then we went to Don Cuco's. Oh my gosh. And he bought me lunch, obviously. I was a poor college kid. We knew what would happen. <laughs> I wanted a free meal. Um, and Bill took me under his wing. Oh. and totally I actually abandoned him for a year after I moved here uh and ran into him at a Missouri State alumni event and he was like where the fuck you been and so <laughs> I was like okay fine and I came back and like took a couple classes with him and then okay joined. so okay so 
Go ahead. You have a you have a question, and I'm not going to step this on your toes. This is super random, but I'm just curious from a confidence standpoint, from building a career standpoint. You abandoned him for one year. What happened there? Um, <laughs> I moved. I moved here, and I had an on-camera agent that I was really focused on, and I was living on the west side. Like it was just that like inconvenient. Inconvenient. Like I was 22 or 23. Like it was that. I was just trying to get a day job and settle into LA. And then the agents I had, I was trying to keep up with what they were sending me. And my uh. agents, my on-camera agents had signed me for voiceover as well. So I was getting voiceover auditions, mm. not knowing what I was doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like focused on LA life. But clearly talented, clearly talented. So it was just your cup runneth over as we said in the days of yore as you know we kind of are running a series on a day in the life because we all have these different voiceover we all have the same career but we all go about it so differently like Mm -hmm. um we were telling dana that natasha and i spend all our time marketing and you know reaching out to clients and doing voiceover jobs that way and um she she does a lot of directing and coaching and then just books the big ones. And mm-hmm. so we're really interested in someone like yourself who booked a reoccurring role in a popular cartoon made by DreamWorks called <laughs> The Crudes. Hello? <laughs> Uh, what does your fucking day look like? Oh my God, it must be amazing. Yeah. I am going to shatter some hopes and dreams um yay no i'm just kidding (laughs) just kidding give us the truth i love this question because i'm super transparent about it uh i'm really open about this because i think we should be um cruise is a streaming on a streaming service show hulu and peacock um they are services that have ads so it's not netflix although that's coming for netflix um but i get paid in episode rate every episode and that's it I don't get residuals. I get nothing on the back end. So I get paid for the session, right? Uh, so my day looks like that doesn't pay my rent. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, episode Interesting. is 1,010. I think it's still 1,010 or 1,011. Um, and after taxes, that check is seven something. And that's right. not my rent. So I'll say like now, back in the day, back when I was starting out, I was doing what you guys are up to. I was on voice one, two, three every morning, drilling that stuff out. And then luckily like clients would bring me back. I started to have to audition less and less as people knew me. So only in the pandemic, the pandemic was very good to me. Did all of this change for me? So it's new and it feels, um, and I'm so grateful. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not complaining about Grudes and being paid that way at all, but I do want to like de-glamorize what it means to be a series regular on a cartoon nowadays. It is not the, what it used to be. Um, and I know all of my castmates, obviously like we all work on other stuff, but like some others coach also, you know, none of us Grudes is our only, our only job. Uh, mm-hmm. And at the time, height of the pandemic, when I booked it, um a session once a week because they'd had to shut down for so long so they had episodes stacked because they were just writing uh once we were up to recording um I recorded once a week an episode and then that slowly drifted up further and further apart and as the world settled in I'd go in like once every two weeks every other week and then it was once every three weeks as they were getting more episodes out uh I just 
Wednesday. I still hold Wednesdays mm. forever. I'll hold Wednesdays until it's done. So and and um, do you go in? Do, do you work off each other in the? Do you all stand there and have different mics and work off each other? This was a pandemic bummer. Bummer. No. Um, oh right. We never got to my. I was testing for it. Uh, the week of the shutdown. So I went to DreamWorks for a screening of Crudes 2 and the table read of the first episode, but I hadn't booked it yet. We were about to do the testing, recording the testing episode and the record for the testing got canceled because the pandemic happened. And then like three weeks later, we did it over Zoom. And that Zoom, we were all on, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. And we all loved it. But from a technical standpoint, having an ensemble of 10 people trying to respond honestly, but leave space for the guy attached through Ipdiddle and like on our backup end, it was honestly trauma bonding. Like it was kind <laughs> of cool because we all went through something none of us have ever done together. Right. It almost took the pressure off because mm, sure. it dropped, the internet dropped. Like everyone knew that might happen, you know, mm, right. freedom to fuck up a little bit mm-hmm. because we were all a mess. Mm. Um, so uh, from home, we did that, and we did a couple episodes like that. But technically, we were doing so many pickup sessions later that it didn't make sense. Ah. Uh, so then we went to one by one. So I was recording on Zoom from my home setup. Wow. Until so we're, I want to get more specific about your day, Allie. So what time do you wake up? What do you do yeah. to get ready? Do you jump on a trampoline and drink athletic greens? Or do you down like two cups of coffee and just have a cigarette and go? Like, what is your, <laughs> your day so as a sexy. voice actor? Yeah. <laughs> my day now as a voice actor, um, as of this year, I don't work at a bar anymore since last no. December. So I used to bartend. I now direct voiceovers uh, as my like supplemental day job. And so um, that starts at eight and goes eight to 11. So I wake up around seven. Sometimes I wake up around 7.51, depending on, <laughs> depends on how late I stayed up. Um, I wake up around seven. I make an oat milk latte in my Nespresso or I make a Chemex pour over of black coffee. Mm-hmm. I love them both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sit and wait to tell people what to do from mm-hmm. my couch, which I love, mm-hmm. or from the floor. I often am on the floor because I do tarot readings and stuff. Yeah, you office. are. You are on the floor. Yeah, I'm on the floor sometimes because I have direct like, me off the floor sometimes. I have an altar, and yeah. so I on the floor and I prop you up against my salt lamp, and I. Oh, I feel so honored. Yeah, I do. I'm cleansing the energy. Um, I love it. Okay, but wait, auditions come in when, and do you ever have to cut in on your coaching because you have to do auditions or jobs? Sometimes. Uh, So my auditions come in. I love my agents. I'm with Osbrink Agency. um, And I, that's public information. So I'll I'll share that. Uh, (laughs) They're my favorite people. Uh, They root for me. I root for them. Uh, I always have to give that disclaimer. I feel like I'm the only person in Los Angeles who likes their agent. So, um, Auditions come in. I don't have like a where a time they come in. They come in tick, 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 yeah. all day. Um, yeah, like us because they're not a spaghetti agency. They send me stuff that they think I can nail. Um, spaghetti agency. I love it. I love the term. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Doesn't waste your time, right? It doesn't yeah. waste your time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't get as many auditions as other people, but I get very specific ones, mm-hmm. which I prefer. Um, my days are 
busy, which I'll I'll explain. And so I literally squeeze in voiceovers when I have time. So sometimes I will like take a break from directing if I have to get something in on time. I don't work well after 5 p.m. Like my brain starts to shut down. So I'm not someone who can audition late at night. Unless I absolutely, <laughs> I know we're like, huh. yeah, yeah. I might need a sip of this sabiato. Yeah, and, um, with prosecco. With prosecco. Does the prosecco make it better? No, I don't know. It just all tastes like Dime Tap. But yeah. it's it's past five here, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So, uh, when I'm done, I almost, depending on the day of the week, I pole dance. And so that's like you do as an exercise. Are you kidding that you don't know that? Not no. as a career, as an exercise. I mean, a job. A form of fitness. Um, you are going to have to teach us how to do that. That would be amazing. Yeah, or like right now. Like right now. Everybody get up. <laughs> um, I'm going to be like, that's never happening. Yes, it is. I would. I'm fall. totally. The nope, whole pole would come us. down. Nope. It, no, I'm doing it. We got, we've got kids of all ages. All fitness levels. I love it. It's such a warm, supportive, female-led environment. I love I'm, it. I'm all over it. Um, all so that's my form of fitness. Those classes are at, they happen in the morning, but I'm directing. So I always go to a noon class. If I can squeeze oh. in, I go to an 11. Um, it's like a really, I have a lot of friends there at this point. So that is, and I'm someone, and this is important to me for my career. Um, I'm different than a lot of people. I don't hustle. I hustle. I work very hard but I don't put all of my eggs on my career. And I'm, I'm at a point where, I, I, to be fair, people will be like, well, you can because you're working on a show. Yes, but if I'm being honest, I was like that before. Mm. Uh, right. I'm very passionate about, fine. I love adventure. So I'm constantly trying and doing new things. I try to do something new every week. Wow. Um, I will not do crafts. I hate crafts. Okay, <laughs> noted. But he's like, because I try new hobbies all the time. People, because it was a joke. I didn't have a hobby forever. Now I have pole dancing, but that's because I was going through pole dancing was on the list of hobbies I was trying. Ah, um, I love. And I'm not doing trying new ones. Bungee jumping is next, but we're trying to plan it. There's like a whole thing. So bungee jumping. Um, no, I'm out. I'm out. That one I'm not doing. <laughs> nope. I was out long ago. Okay. <laughs> so I try not to put two because if I I'm an anxiety ridden gal, I have. Mm. Oh my God, sister. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think it comes with the territory. Yeah, Hello? What is happening? It's also a woman, like not because men don't have anxiety, but because women are constantly told to make themselves smaller. And if there's any moment where you didn't do that, then you have anxiety about anything you did. Like that's me. Or if you did and you, and you did and now you feel <laughs> weird about, yeah. And it's then like you did a cycle. Right. And then, yeah. Right. Um, oh, that was a relief. That whole exchange. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. i told you you would love her oh i do love her so much um I love her so much so um i normally go to pole and then i come home and i eat food and then by then it's normally one or, or two o'clock uh and two o'clock is my i will do auditions i will work on auditions i've got some on-camera ones i have to do later today um i have autoimmune issues and I go to a lot of different doctor's appointments. So I allot those hours also for whatever I have to do for my health. And then I direct again from five to seven. And I sometimes multitask and like chop vegetables, prepping my dinner while I'm talking to people. Uh, because I hate eating late because I am 80 years old in my heart. And my dream food time is 545. 
Yes. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> then I eat dinner and honestly, uh, I'm trying really hard to watch new stuff, but anxiety means I just want to rewatch Gilmore Girls. All the <laughs> Your Gilmore uh, Girls, I love it. Right now. Um, so I normally like watch an episode of something or I read a book and then I go to bed by 9 30. Yes. Fun life. Wow. Yes. <laughs> we applaud you. Nice. We applaud yeah. you. Wow. Yeah. That's a great. I don't know how you fit the voiceover in from directing and pole dancing and doctor's appointments, TV and bed at 9 30. And I applaud you for sure because health is my priority, but it doesn't get there. I work like a dog and I'm tired. Yes. Yeah. I love that you prioritize health and your mind and your body. And then you don't, you know, put all your eggs in the, in the, in one basket. You have your kind of spread. Well, you do a few different things. You do voiceover, acting, coaching, not crafts, directing, definitely not, definitely crafts. not tra- crafts. Tell us about tar- tarot cards. I love it. <laughs> My tarot babies. And it's funny because I'm just back at it. I took a couple months off because you- I've been partying a little. <laughs> I've been staying up till 1030. Oh, jeez, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I'm back at it. So I always ask, I have um, Oracle cards that actually a friend of mine made and they're called I Am. Oh, oh neat. And, um, they're amazing. And they're little squares and each it says like, I am brave, I am wise, I am generous. It's just a bunch. And I pull one of those every morning asking like what I need to be today or look at, take a closer look at today. And then I pull tarot based on that so I do it a very specific way because I love a journal prompt mm-hmm. like, I don't like just you're gonna go crazy for what I just got at the door today <gasps> I know it's just so freaking fun first of all how beautiful is this oh Sword. wow Sword. I saw someone on Facebook ordered them and I'm like, I ordered right away it's called clever fox and goals schedule the whole thing but then it comes with this how it works and I know this is undated only three months it's huge but I like I've been on my phone way too much with my to-do list so I'm I'm gonna go paper-based oh nice right it's just so much better to hold on to it right I'm too in my phone yeah I don't want that anymore yeah I'm so over that now yeah so I'm gonna carry this baby around. does your friend um sell those cards because we'll put a link on, yes, our, on our show for that oh yes I'll send it to you her name is Mylan robinson and oh, she, she is this beautiful spiritual teacher she's also an actor um and she's a dear friend we did a trashy amazing sh- musical in hollywood together like six years yeah. ago cool. oh i love it okay well definitely the, yeah. yeah i'll send you her info so we can link it because she i would love to she sells them at a couple local stores here so uh, bef- I, I do want to touch base on one thing is um we talked a lot and we talk a lot uh, on the show about kind of the, you know, the, dis- we have a lot of disappointments and feeling like you made it, but you never really made it. Like, um, do you ever feel like that in your voiceover career and do the fears and anxieties get in the way? And if you could normalize that for us, that would be amazing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. Don't lie. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Even when I booked Groods, especially because I wasn't going to DreamWorks a lot, and I'm the youngest person in the cast, and I was the only person in the cast without the resume of everybody else, um, I almost felt like it was an accident. 
Right. So then I started to show up a little bit to the episode, still feeling like I had to prove myself. Doesn't bode my acting well. And I never did a bad job, but I had to go to a lot of therapy sessions to talk Mm -hmm. me out of what was going on mentally there. A lot of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I really suffer from that. And it's a weird thing to be directing other people. And I will quick have ideas and I feel really confident in that space. And then because I'm transparent, I want to be honest that like, I also struggle with stuff, you know, but you're in a power position almost. So you don't want to make them have to take care of you. There's this weird, interesting of admitting Mm -hmm. to what you struggle with, but about every five or six months, I want to quit. Uh, that, and I go through, I just went through it two months ago and I was uh. about ready to drop the, I, cause sometimes I'm not sure, um, if I like it because I like it or if I like it because it's what I chose to do when I was 14. Got it. Don't know. I don't I- get the difference of those. I can't take it in. If you I- like it because you love it, or if you like it because you chose it and you feel you can't veer off because you right. chose it when you're 14. Like, am I still being true to a younger version of myself? I see. Versus the current version of myself. Mm, I love that. The anxiety of the adult in me, sometimes I can't take it. But Mm. is it the anxiety of the child in you uh, that's reacting to, yeah. And that's, and that's one of the, and I believe in like holding both truths. Um, Like I always make sure that I'm whole, like, if I kind of don't want to do it anymore, but I also still love it. Like both of those can exist at the same time and that's okay. Sure. Um, yeah. There, that's like a young Carl Jung. That's like a Jungian uh, psychological thing. If you can hold both truths at the same time, it'll start to pull you apart. And what comes out is called your like, it's called something like your transcendent, something transcendence. Mm. Uh, and it's like, that's your true self coming out. So wow hard not to put pressure on myself to make choices or be a hundred percent certain i'm the most indecisive bitch in the world okay. I will never. <laughs> what i love about this is <clears throat> it rings so true um in in my own experience because as a voiceover talent all day long we're told no mm-hmm. and it, it's not like we're doing math like that problems. at all I do not I'm, see it like that at all. Well, for me, that's how I experience it instead right. of like celebrating the yeses because every, I, I think social media plays into it too because social media is like, I just booked this blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Why are you posting that? Stop Everyone watching TikTok. I don't, <laughs> I don't uh, post either. I don't think it's don't a good thing to do. Unless mm-hmm. it's like a fun play on like the other. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Dating, I don't ever announce anything that I book and if something comes out in commercials I'm proud and I'll share but like or like a trailer for cruise but I don't because Mm -hmm. of that I I see that so much and I don't ever want to participate in making anyone else feel bad Mm -hmm. and I no longer get the ego hits I used to get from a booking because so that's what I ask Mm. it's the low lows and the high highs that's why you're like I'm not sure if I like that right this right yeah, yeah, I can see that. Because <laughs> my attitude is another one. 
Great, great, great. Another one. Oh my gosh. And I just don't see it that way. And yeah. I know I'm no, I'm no optimistic person, really. You I'm, have a healthier inner, your inner child was supported and celebrated. Uh, <laughs> it took decades to, was not. yeah, I've reparented myself. So yes. it could yes. be that. Yeah. Well, what's nice is I'm on that journey now. So, yes. you know, yeah. like you, Allie, we're both on that journey now to, to recognizing that about ourselves and, and learning. To, we're going to actually in a few weeks have um, a psychologist come on my husband and he's going to talk about, <laughs> yeah. he's going to talk about, um, in being in a business where you're constantly saying no and how to kind of, you know, navigate your life. It's exhausting. And yeah. when I was going through my thing recently, uh, it was interesting because I'm always trying to find the fun of my acting again. Yeah. Uh, and because I get voiceover, I get on camera it, commercial and uh, on camera theatrical auditions. And I work full time as a voice actor and I direct voice actors now. And then I'm always looking for a new class to take because I love yep. new right. stuff. And then yeah. with my friends, we're talking about like, I'm helping them do auditions. We're wanting to do play readings together. And I realized actors are the only people in the world look and artists looking for happiness in their job ah oh. accountants don't go to work to be happy and then come home and do more accounting to be happy right yeah i'm at well, a not fulfilling because i'm i'm lucky i'm at a point where my day job is now the this is the industry i'm working in my industry but two months ago i was still coming home and then doing more of it yeah. And I had this huge epiphany that I can't do it outside of the job right right now. And maybe that'll come back for fun because I'm burnt the hell out. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything to pull from anymore. Mm -hmm. No more to give. Mm -hmm. Allie, you are a joy. Oh now, when God. you said your voice has been like this since you were 11, I'm assuming that was a couple of years ago. Right. No, no disrespect to your age but you look so young and you're very lucky to be able to have so much ahead of you looking so youthful and uh, yeah same same yeah. thank you <laughs> both of you all of us um so, it's strange it's so alive and so generous of, with your heart and charismatic and and that's what blows me away about some people have the X factor, you have the X factor. So when you say that, you know, the imposter syndrome, no, I, I see it from a different place because I'm looking at you from outside and I'm like this, she's the real deal. She's the real deal. You were born the real deal. You went to musical theater school and did all the things to continue to be the real deal you are it look at you look at your face oh my god i could just kiss it <laughs> so honored to have you on ally thank you so much yeah. is there anything else you wanted to say or tell the world out there and you don't have to no I, pressure you do watching that reminded me um when i was in high school i was told by a theater teacher when i was auditioning for alice in wonderland uh everyone thought it was going to be alice and I got pulled into a meeting with the theater teachers to tell me I would never be Alice okay. because of the way my voice sounds. I sound uh, like a woman and I'll always- Like a what woman or just a woman? Old woman. Old woman. And I'll and... get anything but older women and to audition for Steel Magnolia in the fall. <gasps> and then uh, I auditioned for that and didn't even get a call back. So fine. But- uh, I now play a fucking teenager. <laughs> uh -oh. Did you? 
I can like. We, can we can we email him this? Can we email them? One of them died. Oh. oh. And the other one, I've thought about it recently. He was not kind to me because he didn't like. There's something about me he didn't. Uh, jealous. Okay. jealous. That is like, uh, like talk about imposter syndrome. Like you know, people. There's always going to be someone saying no. Yeah. Literally, how to, matters oh. more that says yes. Our hug, our hearts are hugging your heart, your inner child, your adult self, however old she may be, because she seems very young and and <laughs> everlasting youth. Thank you, Allie, so, so very Thank much. Thank you so much, Allie. Appreciate oh, you so you much. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I know, we'll have you on again. Okay. Big hugs. Okay, big hugs. Bye. 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 <laughs> this episode of Speechless is brought to you by... Speechless.